Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bundle Buzz. I'm Cassie Collier. And I'm Jackie Collier. And as you know, we are sisters and we're the co-creators of Bundle, a custom board game company. And, you know, our game is custom, so when someone buys a game, they fill out a short list of questions about themselves. And Jackie and I love reading people's stories. And we love it so much that we decided, you know, we can't keep these stories to ourselves. We need to share these stories with the world. So we thought, okay, let's start Bundle Buzz. So this is a podcast all about people's stories playing Bundle. And on this episode, we're going to play a live episode, a live or a live game, a live game. It's a live game and a live episode. (laughs) And we're so excited because, you know, when we get the bundle blueprints and we make our custom games, all the info that our bundlers give us is confidential. So we can't share it with the world no matter how much we want to. But on Bundle Buzz, we're getting real with our guests and they're okay if we share all of their ups and downs and secrets and fun things. And we are so excited today because we have one of our favorite people that we admire so much. So it was okay. So let me just back this up too. Okay. So have you ever heard of a toy coach? You probably have because you probably heard of a gel Wade Castro or you definitely heard of a gel Wade. We're adding the Castro. We'll get to that when we, when we bring her on, but she is the creator of toy creators Academy where she takes you through a 12 week program that helps you develop your ideas. And Cassie and I have done it. And let me say that it is just top notch. We had a blast with her. So please welcome to the podcast, a gel Wade Castro. I'm here. Hi, hi, ladies. Thank you for having me on your podcast and for coming to my wedding. So thank you. Oh, <laughs> the best. The best wedding. Before we let Ajel tell you guys a little bit about yourself, Cassie and I got to go to Ajel's wedding to her lovely husband, Christian, who we actually met Ajel through. But I always forget because we've talked to you more now, even though we love <laughs> Christian. <laughs> I know. I just came in and stole all his friendships. <laughs> and and Michelle, one of your first dates was actually at our bundle launch party. Is that right? It, it was. Actually, the date at my wedding, I serenaded him with a song. And I said after the serenade that one of our first big dates, I sang that song to him. That was that same day. We had this really long all-day date. And at the end, in, in like the beginning, we went to your launch party for bundle. And at the end, we went karaokeing. So, Yeah. That's incredible. And you two are the best. You're both toy people. You had the most fantastic wedding. Um, So we're so excited to be chatting with you today. Um, And I think we can jump in to our bundle game. All right, Ajal. So we've got, you know, different categories in this. Our very first segment in bundle is called Name Four. Name four jobs or side hustles you have had besides being a toy coach. And Ajel, we know you've been in the toy industry for all of your adult life. So if you want, you can tell us about some jobs and side hustles from when you were a kid. Totally up to you. Is this rapid fire or am I taking my time? (laughs) I'm so used to the real bundle game. I'm like, I know I have like, what, 30 seconds. (laughs) You're exactly exactly right that if this was a game of bundle that we're sitting around playing proper, you'd be on a time crunch. However, we want you to get into it a little so you can share your story with the bundle buzzers. Okay, this is like a casual version of bundle. Okay, exactly. Got it. Okay, cash bundle. 
Um, so yeah, let's start like way back then. My very first job was a place called Things Remembered. And I was just a cashier, um, but Things Remembered is known for engraving products. Like you would get like wedding glasses there to drink from and have your wedding date and name engraved and stuff. Um, I was just a cashier. I was too young to engrave, but I did engrave something once when my boss went to work, went to lunch. I was like, because I would watch them constantly engraving. So I saw how they loaded the machine. I saw what they would type in and all this stuff. And I would be like, one day, can I engrave something? And they would say, maybe one day. And like, I don't know, a year passed. And I was like, it's never going to happen so one time he went to lunch and I just did it <laughs> I, I bought a pen um, from the store and I just put it in the machine and engraved <laughs> like, do you remember I, what you put on it I'm sorry actually no I bought a pen which became my favorite pen I didn't engrave the pen I bought a money clip for my then boyfriend and I engraved it for him that's what it was it was like a money clip or a money something for money yeah. So. I love even when you're being rebellious, Agel, you still bought the money clip. You're like, oh, all right. Anyway, like, I'm going to break rules. No, no way. I'm like too much of a rule follower. It's lame. But I could also see in high school, a bunch of high school cashiers like really getting into it and playing pranks on each other and printing really inappropriate things on, oh, on that, different objects. That might be why they didn't want us to engrave. Yeah, I could see that happening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so that was one, things remembered. Uh, two, let's see, after, oh, actually, I worked at a camp. Uh, so I, when I was a kid, I went to this camp called Country Coleman Day Camp. Very fancy camp. Um, as an adult, I went back and worked there. It's, I shouldn't say this, but they don't pay enough. But <laughs> for how fancy of a camp they are, they don't pay enough. Um, but it was a great place to work. I worked in the arts and crafts department, all the campers, like, you know, when you go to camp, you have a camp counselor and they take you place to place, but the arts and crafts team, we would get like classes of campers that would come to us throughout the day. So when they came to us, it was like their counselors were getting a break and then we would take them in. So we would see lots of different kids. And I just, I love kids. That's why I got into the toy industry. So I just really loved doing arts and crafts with them and talking to them, seeing how their day goes. I had like this little kid named Austin who was like my little buddy who loved me he had this like blonde hair and he was just so cute um but yeah I loved Austin and he would always come like oh hey and like yeah welcome to arts and crafts uh so I loved working at Country Coleman Day Camp and then after that when I grew up I, I got um I started a company called Costumize Me which was an eventwear company uh and I still around I'm gonna close it up eventually I think uh, where I created it, convertible costumes you could wear for Halloween, but also beyond Halloween. So you wouldn't throw away a costume of a devil. You would just like wear it differently and it would be like a red shirt or a red dress. And then I kind of broke into the toy industry. I had many jobs, but I would say my most notable for people listening would probably be when I worked for Toys R Us. I was the design manager for all of their girls line. I was a product manager for their Totally Me line. It's, they're all like so different. It's hard to remember all the specific names. Um, but that was a lot of fun. I mean, I got to develop hundreds of products because they would do like uh, about 25 products per brand per season. And there were like two seasons a year. And I was on about five brands, maybe a few more. Yeah. And for Totally Me, I was the product manager. So I would travel to China and make choices on what product we're going to create and design that product or get it designed, test it, you know, price it, all that stuff. And um, for the other brands I was in charge of, I was the design manager. So then it was really just me being told, we're going to make this, illustrate it, paint it, like tell us what colors to use. Uh, but yeah, I love that job. That was fun. 
I love, Ajelle, that even your jobs before becoming a toy coach or being officially in the toy industry in the way that you are now and running Toy Creators Academy, they were still, you know, either working with kids or being super duper creative. It's like that was always something that was a huge part of you that you couldn't escape. And, you know, why would you want to? For sure. I mean, I went to the really obscure jobs because I just feel like I want to give you a good insight into me. But yeah, even outside of those, like so many other positions that were all just creative and kid related that I've done. So yeah. I love it. Well, you definitely get a point for that. So ding, ding, ding. You're on the board, Michelle. You've got a point. Okay. Okay. So we're coming in hot with our next segment. Okay. Okay. Michelle, are you ready to pick your destiny? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) So for this, we took stuff from your bundle blueprint and something either good can happen or bad can happen on this card. Okay. So here you go. Your pick your destiny card. I love this one. Okay. Ajel meets Mario Lopez and his dimples and has a total pinch me moment. Bonus. He pronounces Ajel's name correctly. Get one point. Oh my okay, God. You have I to tell it. us this story. I we can't, it. we can't let this moment pass without the full story. Well, okay. I met him via Zoom. So I don't know how much that counts, but I feel like during it does. COVID. And this definitely <laughs> counts. In COVID, it counts, right? Like, that's how everyone met everyone. So, um, yeah, throughout COVID, I got really lucky. Uh, My whole business started online during COVID. Because of that, I was able to make connections with people like producers who you just, you know, wouldn't make these connections if you were only meeting people in real life. Um, It was actually through podcasting groups that I met somebody who eventually got me connected to be on Access Daily. Um, So I would go on Access Daily as like a guest expert, super fun. And the first time I went on, I remember thinking like, oh my God, Mario Lopez is going to be there. I'm going to freak out. Oh my gosh, I have to be perfect. And then I get on, but he wasn't there. Like it was um, uh, Kit and Scott instead. And I was still super excited and hyped, but I was like, oh man, he wasn't there. But I was kind of glad because I was too nervous to handle it. But then I guess I did good enough that round that they were like, all right, Mario Lopez can come to the next one. Because the next time I did it, he was there. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I was like so nervous. I, I, re- I messed up a couple of times in that interview. I've done two with him since, but I messed up the first one because I was just so nervous. Like he was like looking at me to like tell him how to play a game. And I was just like, I, just uh, a rhyme antics. I don't <laughs> And then it, yeah, even Christian was watching me do it. And he was like, yeah, you're supposed to explain it more. And I was like, I don't know his dimples. And I just like, I don't you, like literally. So in COVID when I would do the, the, the shows, I would set up my camera and it would probably be like three feet away from me, the camera and the screen. So like Mario is like really tiny. Like I can't really see him. And when you're logging into the, to the call, the live stream, it's like a zoom and there's like multiple windows open. Cause there's like production teams on the same zoom call. So the Mario zoom is not full screen. It's like this, like where Mario and Kit and Scott are. So like, I'm like, I can kind of see them. <laughs> like when the camera does a close up, then I can really see them, oh, no. but it's really hard. And, and you have to listen because if they react to something, there's like a slight delay. So it's like this weird, like I'm trying to be entertaining, but I'm also trying to wait to make sure that I don't mess up the flow of the shot. Right. Um, So it was really hard, but even that small, I could see those dimples. Like (laughs) those dimples are deep. You know what? And we can, so we have not had the chance like you to, to meet Mario Lopez, but a few years ago, Jackie and I and our mom were walking down the streets in New York 
And all of a sudden, Mario Lopez and all of his glory walks right past us. Are you serious? And you're 100% right. Like the dimples and (laughs) the skin and the hair. And it was truly like it took our breath away. And I can't imagine having to hold a conversation with him. I mean, we could barely walk down the street next to him. I think we almost ran after him. Right. (laughs) The worst part is like holding a conversation, like casual situation is one thing, but when he's working, you can see he's like on. So it was also like, I really don't want to mess this up for you because I can see that like, this is your whole job and you really care about it. And I don't want to mess this up. So he's like, he's like on. And then I like hesitated. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's never going to come back and have another segment with me. It's like what I was thinking. But then he did come back and the next segment, he introduced me as our friend, the toy coach. And I was like, and he said my name, Ajelle Wade. And I was like, ah. so I have it on a reel now, just like my inter oh, reel. Yeah. Whenever anyone wants to hire me, I'm like, here's a reel of my past work. And it's like Mario Lopez. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty much going to be invited to his holiday parties at this point. You know, I celebrity invited him to my wedding, but it didn't make it to him. I don't think. <laughs> so. Also, like, I, we need to talk about the fact that Mario Lopez, if he started a skincare line, oh, we would all be just in. buy it. Yeah. I like, don't get it. I don't it, get how he looks like that. Like, there is one thing, like, okay, you're brown. We get sure. brown is, like, our skin is good. But st- I'm, like, I'm also brown. And, <laughs> like, my skin is not that good. So, like, what are you well, using? No, your skin is beautiful. <laughs> but let's be real. You're a lot younger than Mario that's, Lopez. That's what so I that's, mean. That's sort of where my mind goes. I'm like, how is it dewy fresh as a man who usually they have different skincare routines than women? It's just mind boggling. It is beautiful. His face. <laughs> it's beautiful. I don't know, man. Well, well, you definitely get a point for that. Hands down. Easiest point to award. It's like I'm getting a point for my life. Like your life is cool. Here's a yeah. point. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Ajelle. Now it's time for our third segment, which is Act It Out. Oh, shoot. Okay. Who's acting out? You guys acting out? I'm going to, yeah, we're going (laughs) to act it out and you're going to guess, Ajelle. And, you know, we we know that podcasting is not a visual medium. So we're going to ask you to really explain, narrate. Explain what you're seeing so our bundle of buzzers know okay. exactly what's going on. I got on the you. Screen. I got you. Got you. This was okay. going to be tricky. tricky. No, no, it's okay. We'll we'll figure it out. Okay. I can just basically I'll say what I'm thinking. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. And Wait, we're gonna Kathy, start. Are you acting it out? Because Jackie looks like she's getting ready. Like, she looks- <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I Jackie, like, like- Jackie looks so pumped. <laughs> I, well, okay, so I think we're both going to try and do it together. Although okay. if it gets confusing, then I'll stop for a second so okay. as not to overwhelm you with information. Okay, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. ready. Okay, well, well, ready, <laughs> set, go. Okay, two words. Uh-huh. Second word. Uh-huh. Uh, um, hair, veil, marriage, wedding. Is yeah. it toy wedding? Yes! Michelle, <laughs> <laughs> <Michelle>, okay. <laughs> This is, this is how good, Michelle, that you 
are our games because okay so i thought wedding you'll get no problem but i thought for the first word toy like we're gonna need some props so i even had a little prop on hand oh my gosh you didn't even need it you didn't even need it context clues okay i know you guys i know my bundle blueprint so that's right (laughs) All right, so we need like the full story. Like, how did you think of having? Okay, first off, what oh. is a toy wedding? How? Yes. Where did the idea come from? How did you plan it? Give us all yes. the the details. Okay, so a toy wedding <laughs> is a joining of two people that work in the toy industry, <laughs> and it was an expression of our love for toys <laughs> and whimsical fun. Um, so I guess how it started was when he proposed to me. So. Christian uh, proposed to me in a sea of yellow balloons, recreating one of our first dates. He actually recreated our entire apartment into like little pockets of our first dates. Um, And also not just first dates. It was actually like memorable dates. It was like little pockets of really memorable dates we've had throughout our relationship. And ending with this big sea of yellow balloons, which on one of our early dates, he took me to a museum and didn't tell me that the top floor was a room filled with giant yellow balloons. And then we ended up just like swimming in balloons and I was surprised and it was beautiful. It's great. So he proposed in these yellow balloons. I have never really been a person to like fantasize about their wedding. I've thought about it before. And the only vision that I'd had was kind of like, actually the opposite of what happened was kind of like a winter nighttime, lots of candles situation. Um, And that was really the only vision, but it wasn't necessarily that I saw myself. It was just like a person. And it wasn't necessarily that I saw a man. I just, it was like a person. So I never really had a vision for a wedding and I wasn't really pumped on the idea of like spending lots of money. So, (laughs) so, so he really had to sell me on the idea of like, no, we have to have a real wedding. And I was like, all right, fine. But if we're going to do this, I want it to be like, you know, fun. And I want it to be, you know, what we want. And I think he was also very excited about that because as soon as we agreed, like, yeah, okay, we're not going to do like some basic wedding. We're going to do whatever we want. His first idea, which which I think is everyone's like favorite memory of this wedding was the trains. We had like trains that went around all the centerpieces. That was like his first idea. He was like, okay, so we're going to have centerpieces. There's going to be a train going around each of them. And I was like, like moving? He's like, yeah, like a functioning train. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't know about this plan. Um, but I'm a very like prepared type person. So for me, I, my, my mind immediately went to how much is this going to cost? And then my mind immediately went to how can I make that as cheap as possible? So I went like toy sourcing background on AliExpress, Alibaba, and sourced a bunch of toy trains and found one, started talking to the guy and just ordered a bunch, like $300 worth of toy trains. We had about, and I ordered a couple extra toy tip for people that might want to make toys because I knew some would come damaged, which two did. So we had like, yeah, so we had one came without a battery and the other one, I can't remember what the issue was with it. Not without a battery, without a button, without a button. (laughs) So you couldn't turn it on. And I remember when we were unpacking my best, uh, my maid of honor was like, oh my gosh, this one doesn't work. And I was like, don't worry, I've ordered extra. (laughs) And you even knew like the exact amount to order extra based on your experience, like this proportion of product might be damaged. I was a little worried that two wouldn't be enough, like a little worried, but I was like, it's okay. Like two, if worst case scenario, one train's different than the other trains. We have to like get a random train. And I ordered it like almost like I would say probably ordered in January and it didn't come to like June. So or not or May, maybe May. 
May. So anyway, um, so yeah, so once we had that first idea, we just kind of kept building on it. We, we were like, okay, we have to find a venue that we love. And something that we love a lot is views of the city. We live by a place that has a beautiful view of actually Jersey, but it has a view of the bridge and it has a view of the water. And we just love a good view. We love a good sunset. So all that stuff combined, we started looking for venues that had like really nice views. We wanted to do it at sunset because we just love that time of the day. And we just kept like adding in fun things. And people that were like our wedding coordinator and our DJs and our... Um, all the people, the vendor manager, uh, they were all like so weirded out by the things that we wanted. And they were all just like, what do you mean you're going to have a train on every table? Like, where are we going to put the food? And we were like, don't worry, we've measured it. It's going to fit. And then they were like, what do you mean you're going to have toys in every vase? Like, what does that mean? And, and like, they just didn't understand our vision at all. Um, and we were just like, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about it. I even wanted, we wanted red tablecloths and people were like, but you should do white for a wedding. And we were just like, no, no, no don't worry about it. It's going to be good. It's going to, we're going for like a vintage, like toy store theme thing, you know? And we were inspired actually by FAO's colors initially, like red, black, and gold. So we just kept looking for ways to um, incorporate that. And at one point Christian was like, I thought our wedding was supposed to be like a hint of gold. It seems like everything's gold. And there's like a hint of red. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know how that happened. But then we were like, okay, so what else can we include that's us? So we're like, let's throw in those balloons from our engagement. So we decided to have a big balloon room. Um, because of space, we realized we we're like, okay, if we have a photo booth and a balloon room, we're not going to have space. So let's make those one in the same. So the photo booth and the balloon room were together. So you could play in balloons or take photos in the photo booth or take your own photos in the balloons, which I thought was really nice. Um, and then we just wanted to, we actually wanted every table to be themed a different toy, like really badly, but cost wise, that just didn't work out. So <laughs> you can't like bulk order 15 different types of toys. So instead we just like used AliExpress. We used orientaltrading.com. We got a bunch of bulk toys. We sprayed them all gold at his parents' house and we filled them in the centerpieces because Christian's vision was like, I don't want people to know it's toys right away. I want them to get there and then slowly oh. discover it. Like, so they discovered the, the reveal. Yeah. We wanted it to feel like people walk into this wedding and they're like in a fancy toy store. And I hope that with like the train sets going around, you felt like that vibe, you know? Yeah, for sure. And also like, like in the vase, when I was like, oh my gosh, those are puzzle pieces. Like yes. it took me a second to realize. And that yes. was the fun of it too. Cause you're almost discovering it in real time. Like you see the yeah. train and you're like, oh, that's a beautiful vase. And you're like, oh my gosh, those are puzzle pieces. Like yes. it's just so fun. Yeah. I loved, I'm so glad that worked out. Cause yeah. And we tried to put like toys that related to our parents at their tables. Like I put jacks at my dad's table. Cause he would always tell me about how he played jacks. Um, it was just like, and then our, our invitations, like that was the most fun part. I have to say, uh, I don't think you received our save the dates, but our save the dates initially were these, like, they were the same thing as the invitations, but it was just us cut out on a magnet. So they're like two separate pieces, like half hearts that you put together and they're magnets that go on your fridge, like save this date. Um, and then our invitation actually initially started as something really plain and simple that everyone has, like with black background and red flowers. And we just like hid toys in it. And after a while, I was like, this just doesn't feel like us. Let's keep researching. And then we're like, what if we recreate a toy package? So we downloaded a package um, from like uh, Shutterstock. And I was like, let's just change this package and turn it into a wedding invitation. And that's what we sent out. Like the one that looks like a, a, hang, a hang tag, like a backer card. 
of a toy, right? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. two were so cute, like be, like being made into little toys. Oh yeah, that too. We were cute. we were little Funko toys. I showed it to my friend who works at Funko, and she was like, "I can make you a Funko cake topper." And I was like, "Yes, <gasps> yes, <laughs> yes." So your cake had instead of the typical little bride yeah. and groom, you guys were yeah. actually like little. Little dolls. Yeah, we were little Little doll replicas, (gasps) little Funko doll replicas. That was so cool. A friend of mine sent bubbles, and we were trying to do a bubble recessional, but I don't know how well that worked out. Uh, But we did a. We tried to like leave after married with like bubbles all around us. But but I think you made such a good point um, a minute ago about how you wanted the wedding to feel like you. Yeah, and I think you know planning a wedding can be so stressful. There's so many different things to consider. But if you can just lean into what feels you, that's a great North Star. And, you know, Jackie and I can attest to being at the wedding. It just felt so uniquely you and Christian, playful, fun, um, heartfelt at times. There were so many different emotions that I think the guests all felt. And it was such like, oh, my gosh, uh, such a (laughs) wedding for the books. Incredible. So, Ajelle, you get a point for for that, for acting out. I just have to do one more like little fangirl moment. So there were so many things about the wedding that were so perfect and unique. And, of course, you came down the aisle. Your dress was beautiful. But, like, those moments I'm expecting to be touched. And I was like, she's gorgeous. But when you came in the reception in the second dress, <laughs> I was like, I was when I was a, like a preteen, like at a con, like a Hanson concert. I what? started screaming. It wasn't even normal. I wasn't like, oh, she's so cute. It looks so beautiful. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> she did another oh dress. Oh my God. Did you like, I, no, I was like, amazing. Some of the men didn't realize I had a second dress. I was like, these men. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. They didn't re- well, I popped off. Like it was a, it seemed weird. Like what about the third dress? Did you oh, like yeah, you're like I'm not going to do it. not just one, not just two, but just throw in a third dress for the, Three the heck of it. Three dresses. Oh, and, and there was like an impromptu salsa dance number after your first dance. Like there were so oh, many surprises. It was yes, incredible. We love surprises. So <laughs> that's like why. But my, you should see my coordinator. So I actually, the three dresses, I actually had four changes because the last dress I started the day in, but the, nobody was there. It was before the wedding. And like the coordinator, I told him, I was like, yes, yeah, so I'm going to start this the day in this dress because I want Christian to be surprised by this ceremony dress and the coordinator was like when are you gonna have time to change and I was like don't worry about it (laughs) like it's gonna be okay but he was like I don't he's like I don't think it's gonna work out but at the end of the night he told me he was like Ajel I have to say like I didn't think you were gonna be able to pull off all those changes and he's like but you did it (laughs) he was like it was very good I love half of your wedding planning is you and Christian telling the people who are helping you coordinate like don't worry it's gonna be all right we really were like the the first dance was a minute and a half of a slow dance right and we had a choreographed salsa. It was actually a choreographed salsa dance at the end. And the coordinator was like, you don't need a minute and a half of like slow before you get to the salsa dance. He's like, that's too much. And Christian was like, just, he's like, we need a moment so that we can enjoy it. He's like, trust me. And I was nervous. I was like, what if people sit down and they don't stay standing for that long? And Christian was like, don't worry about it. And it was perfect. Cause you had time to, to think like that was the whole dance. Yes. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah. Oh, we were, we were just living our best lives. So number one, thank you for inviting us. And number two, thank you for telling our bundle buzzers all about it. 
Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for oh letting me ramble. It was a, oh my gosh. No, it was a joke. I mean, I, I made you talk more. I was like, <laughs> let's talk more about the outfits. That was amazing. That's amazing. So are you ready for our yeah. fourth segment? I'm ready. It is time for a challenge. Okay. Okay. So it's going to be tricky because, you know, we know you're our toy coach here. But <laughs> if you could be any toy, Ooh. what toy would you choose and why? Wait, I feel like I thought about this question. I don't even remember what I thought. So now I'm going to have a new. We can tell you oh, what you I thought remember. if you want. I remember now because I was like trying to think like what would a toy do? And then I was like, what would I want to do? So I think I said a drone. <laughs> Only because I would want to fly. Because I was thinking about it. Like if I was a Polly Pocket, I'd be going up kids' noses. I'd be getting <laughs> lost. Like that doesn't sound like fun. But a drone toy, I would just be seeing all the sights and views. Uh, catching beautiful moments because that's usually what they use you for right the camera so drone toy would be great <laughs> I love that you were thinking logistically like a lot of people be like Polly Pocket's so cute like you would make an adorable Polly Pocket but you're thinking I'm just gonna be stuck in weird yes. places yes like I'm gonna get lost stuck in places like no thanks like no well you definitely yeah. get a point for that yeah being yeah. a drone would be amazing right <laughs> Good answer. Where would you fly first? I mean, I don't, I wouldn't have a choice. You see, that's also why I had to pick the toy. Cause like you won't have a choice of what you do as a toy. So you've got to just pick. Okay. All right. I'm going to go off on a little tangent. I watched this scary toy short the other day. I don't want to ruin it for you, but you should watch it. It's like five minutes Alma. And you'll see why I wouldn't, why I picked the toy I picked considering you don't have control over what you do as a toy. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, see your your responses are so thoughtful. I just oh. love okay, so Alma, A L M A. M A, yes. It's a Spanish short. So good. I just watched it last night. It was great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Adding that one to the list. Oh, right, I shouldn't say Spanish. It's a Spanish speaking, but like it's from a Spanish speaking country, but there's no words in it, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit like it, scary. It is, or? yeah. It's definitely okay. scary. Right. <laughs> it's definitely I'm ready. Scary. <laughs> daylight. It's a daylight watch. Yeah, I watch it at night, but yeah, it would have been better. It's a daylight watch. <laughs> All right, Michelle, you get a, a point for the challenge. So you're you're four for four, and oh, we're we're ready for the final bundle, Michelle. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. What is it? Okay, so our final bundle is the final card to wrap up the game, and so your final bundle is someone in your toy creators academy is struggling to find inspiration. What advice would you give them or anyone else who feels like they cannot unlock their creativity? Oh, I'd give them a hug. And I would say, stop trying. That's number one. Just stop trying. Uh, instead, it's much better to focus on things that you love doing outside of the world of toys. Uh, I found myself inspired at my own bachelorette party for like a whole new toy line. Uh, because I had the idea that I wanted to innovate a certain category in the toy industry in my head. And it had been worrying me, like, how would I go about innovating like that? How would I solve that problem? Um, but then I went out for my bachelorette party and I was drinking and I forgot about it and whatever. Um, and then I saw this amazing show. And the show was just visually so beautiful and so entertaining. And I wasn't intentionally thinking about toys, 
But as soon as I saw something, uh, there was one like scene in the show and I was like, oh my gosh, like this would be amazing for that category. Like this, these visuals alone are a jumping off point. So just, I would say you already know what the problem is that you're struggling to solve. So let it go. This is actually from the course too. I say this. Uh, So let it go. um, And then spend like three days, five days, just doing um, activities that you enjoy, new experiences that you know you'll probably enjoy and just let yourself like really focus in on them and appreciate the moment, appreciate the show if you go see a show and something Mm. will come, something will come. I think that's a beautiful thing, Ajel, because sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves, especially, you know, for in the creative industry of like, okay, what's our next idea? And we get that brain block and it's hard to undo it. But your point is so powerful is just like go about your daily life and and observe and pay attention. And I remember one thing in your course when we took it, it was like just go in your local toy store and like take a notebook and write down like what do you see? What excites you? And I think it's such an important lesson for all of us to take away of just giving ourselves grace and and just follow sort of what drives us and and see the ideas will come from there instead of putting so much pressure on ourselves to think of the perfect next idea. And thinking of yourself as a creative person helps so much. I think when I first started in the toy industry, and I've said this before, I I remember studying in school and having the hardest time coming up with ideas and literally being on the verge of tears telling my friend, like, why would you let me go into into this industry? I am not good at this. But once I had that first really good idea that was patented, I had this confidence that I was like, no, I am good at this. And that confidence alone will just give you the freedom to accept new ideas when they're around you. Like I find that I can be inspired by a pharmacy if I, if I need to be, you know what I mean? Like, it's just that confidence that like the ideas are there and I am open to receiving them and I'm going to apply them to this industry in a way that no one's thought of doing it before. You can get an idea from like your kitchen. So just have to be that confident in yourself and that open to how you could apply an illustration from a cereal box to a toy idea. Also, like, I really like that you say the three to five days because I think I'm probably a little more lean into my creative side than structure. And I, I like that it's actually a thing of like, no, for this amount of time, it's not it's not an infinite amount of time that you're just shooting the breeze. Right, but right. when you're living in that, you're really doing it. But then at the end of that, it's like, that's when you start collecting all your thoughts and what's pop. Yes. So I think that's that's a great very practical approach to creativity as well. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And wait, have you guys been through the course lately? Because you know I've updated it. It's all <gasps> brand new. It's all wait, I think we need to go through it again because I like, always need inspiration. Yeah. It's all brand new, newly written, newly recorded. The um, workbooks are just updated, not totally new, but the information, there's brand new modules. It's now nine instead of seven. So yeah, it's all updated. And I love how even though you have a great thing going, you're constantly innovating. Yeah, you have to. I feel like I'm not doing enough, honestly, but I'm trying. No, and the other cool element. So there's the online modules, which are really cool. But then you also have this whole other element of Toy Creators Academy, which is building a community among other toy creators where you have like a Facebook group and you do calls and coaching. And I think that's so key because it 
sometimes it takes a village to support you with any sort of entrepreneurial endeavor. So it's amazing that you also add that element into the academy as well. I know it's so important. I think it's the most important because, and I, I have like a free group that people can be a part of, but then there's like a paid group that people can be a part of. Only Toy Creators Academy people can be a part of. And I like, sometimes I struggle because the free group's a lot to manage, but I just, I see you guys like talking to each other in the free group and I'm like, they don't need me. They're fine. Like they can figure stuff out in there. And I just want to leave it open because it's such a great place to find help if you need it, if I can't do it for whatever reason. And then the paid group is like, if I'm available, we'll have monthly calls. You can have like discounts on your one-on-one calls. You can ask questions about the program and it's a little bit more like as you need it, pop into this paid group. And I think that's great. It was a good balance. Feels good. All right, Isha. Well, you get a point for your final bundle. You're five Thank for five. You, you cleaned Woo. up. No surprise. Um, so. I mean, she's a professional toy coach. So, I mean, we would expect no less than that. Aww. But before we let you go, Ajal, we would love for you to tell our bundle buzzers what your bundle buzz is, where they can find you, what you've got happening. You are someone who has so much going on at all times. So let people Aww. know where they can find you. Um, you can find me at the toy coach anywhere. I have the toy Um, but I would say if you really want to hear more from me, listen to my podcast, it's mostly toy business stuff, but if you wanted to get to know me, my 100th episode is all about me. So it's like, a, and it's also answering some toy questions, but, uh, the toy forward slash 100. That's an episode where you can get to know more about my history. And I answer some questions people sent in about me and yeah. So the toy coach everywhere, Instagram, Facebook.com, TikTok, even though I don't do it that often, but everywhere. We're, we're all right in that boat of like, we're our, all of our TikToks are going to blow up soon, but we're all just getting <laughs> mine or not. I'm not even doing it enough. No way. It's so bad. I'm a TikTok consumer more than creator. I yeah. There's you, some good YouTube. stuff on there. Definitely yeah. have gone down that rabbit hole a few times. Yeah. Actually, I would say find me on YouTube. I prefer YouTube. I'd rather get hits there so I can do that. <laughs> I prefer YouTube. Yeah. All right, Ajal. Well, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us and just being, I mean, you've played Bundle Live, or the physical yeah. game, and now you've played it over our podcast. So you're just like bundling all over the place with us. I'm a bundle babe. So. You are a bundle babe. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. I love your physical game. Christian and I play it from time to time. We got one made for us. Um, but I would say anyone listening, it's a great game for a wedding. I should have thought about getting that for my bridal party. I didn't think about that. But <laughs> Well, I mean, for your vow renewal. And if, yes. if anyone out there wants to, you can check us out at The Bundle Game, thebundlegame.com. Of course, please subscribe to Bundle Buzz. Subscribe to all the podcasts that we're affiliated with. Listen to The Toy Coach. Listen to Bundle Buzz. And seriously, Ajal, thanks for always being in our corner. We admire you so much. And we're glad that you are a friend. Thank you, guys. Produced by Audiogasmic, LLC.